The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 25th of September. In your Squiz today, changes at the ABC. The Prime Minister's new day. Another accusation of misconduct against Supreme Court pick Brett Kavanaugh and the Brownlow Medal. This is your Squiz today. So the big news yesterday morning, Claire, was that the ABC board has sacked Managing Director Michelle Guthrie. What's the fallout? Look, quite a bit today, and it's all over the newspapers, lots of um, looking back on her time. She's only been at the ABC for two and a half years and was just halfway through her contract. So lots of um, criticism came her way during that time. There's a bit of, um, I guess, positioning for her as well about what issues she had with the board. But all in all, it just looks like a fairly unhappy arrangement that's come to an early end. Any of the uh, ABC stars, so to speak, have anything to say? There were about three yesterday who really came out quite strongly. One was John Fain, who's on ABC Radio in Melbourne uh, on the morning shift, and he has always been quite strident about um, his views about how the ABC is run. He said yesterday that uh, she wasn't a strong enough advocate for uh, the ABC's purpose uh, and for the work it was trying to do and that the government was um, too easily able to take pot shots at the ABC um, during her time there. Um, Juanita Phillips, who's an ABC television newsreader here in Sydney, uh, said that um, she or whoever came next really had to be a, a stronger advocate. And also Sally Neighbour, who looks after programs like Four Corners, uh, was very blunt saying <laughs> that it was good that she was gone um, over her social media. So, yeah, quite a bit. Um, people were quite strident. No holding back there. Yeah. Yeah. Any ideas who will the, the replacement will be? No, and it'll be really interesting because it's obviously within the board's remit to appoint uh, and sack someone and, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. It's obviously a very political appointment. Um, lots of people who have lots of things to say also about Justin Milne, who is the, the chairman of the board, and we'll just have to wait and see. Speaking of politics, the Prime Minister Scott Morrison has told the Daily Telegraph here in Sydney that he reckons Australia Day has to remain on the 26th of January. There is a but, though. But we're going to... But. <laughs> uh, he would like to see uh, another national day added to the calendar that would remember uh, the deep scars that were inflicted on the first Australians with the arrival of, of European settlements. So uh, I guess we'll wait and see. What um, brought that on is that Byron Bay uh, has um, decided to move its Australia Day events to the 25th of January. Uh, the federal government has stepped in as it stepped in in previous occasions to stop that from happening in terms of um, citizenship ceremonies. And, yeah, here we are in this season already of, of, of Australia Day and whether it's good or whether it's bad. Yeah, it seems a bit early to be talking about that, but then, yeah, as we're you getting said, there. here we are. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, in a repeat of yesterday's headlines, Donald Trump's pick for Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh has again been accused of sexual assault, this time during his university days. Yeah. It's get, gets messier and messier this time. Not so much assault this one. It's, um, it's about a, a case of, um, of when, oh, you're right. yes. when he was in university and uh, a woman has accused him of misconduct. She says that he exposed himself to her during a boozy um, dormitory party. What it's done is um, put up another um, really big red flag around his confirmation to the Supreme Court. And, uh, yeah, we'll watch that play out this week. Has Donald Trump said anything? Uh, just that he still believes in Brett Kavanaugh. He said that um, he right. thinks that all of this now is is a Democratic uh, smear campaign against his um, candidate for that position. And, yeah, they're really getting political about it now. Listeners may recall last year in February, the plane crash at Essendon in Melbourne killed five people. Sadly, it seems that could have been avoided. Yeah, it was um, sad to see the investigation findings that uh, the pilot, Max Quartermain, uh, didn't carry out his pre-flight safety checks. Uh, had he done that, he would have found that the plane was preset to veer uh, left once it was in the air and that um, that meant, um, which is exactly what it did, it, it crashed straight into the DFO um, shopping outlet uh, straight after. I think it was just 10 seconds after it was off the air. That killed uh, Quartermain as well as his four passengers. There were four American blokes who were heading to um, King Island for a golfing trip and their widows say that they're looking at um, suing his estate. In much better news, the Indian sailor who was stranded um, off the West Australian coast yesterday has been rescued. Yeah, Abelash Tommy has been rescued by that French vessel that was making its way to him. Uh, he's said to be in a in a reasonable condition, although he's um, banged up pretty badly. And, um, yeah, it must be something in the water at the moment. There was a couple of other um, incidences in the last 24 hours. Uh, uh, an Australian man, Terry Annesley, was killed uh, when his yacht capsized just south of Sydney. It's a really sad story, that one. He actually worked as a delivery skipper, which meant that he would go and take um, or pick up people's yachts and deliver them to him once they had been um, been built. Uh, and he was bringing his own yacht um, back from mm. Sydney to his home in Bundaberg when, when he died. Um, but also a story that's emerged is an Indonesian teenager uh, was rescued. He'd been adrift for forty for forty nine days uh, on a wooden wow. fishing trap, and he floated almost two thousand kilometres before he was picked off off Guam. And sounds like he deployed some pretty nifty survival techniques to um to stay alive. That's amazing! Mm. Wow. The talking point for everyone today is the Brownlow Medal. Uh, whether you're talking about the winner or the gallery, they're all in the email. Who was the winner? Uh, the winner of the red carpet or the winner of the actual medal? <laughs> well, no, the actual medal, the one that isn't by opinion. <laughs> uh, Tom Mitchell, he's the Hawthorne midfielder. Ah, uh, yes, he was the favourite. Yeah, but get into it in the email. There's so much fake tan. <laughs> I've just I've only seen Jacinta Franklin's dress so far but yeah, she um, I will beautiful. have a look at the rest. She's a beautiful yeah. girl. Yeah. Uh, what's the subject line today, Claire? 
Uh, the subject line today is it's the thrill of the fight, which is a lyric from the old classic. Oh, Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger, <laughs> exactly. Got that one. That's probably the first one they actually managed to oh, guess. Oh, congratulations. The lyric. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is to do with Tiger uh, Woods' first PGA Tour win uh, yesterday in, in five years. So, yep. He's back. Tiger is fighting back, but also um, I had Michelle Guthrie in mind who is lawyering up. Oh, she is too. Mm. She's going to potentially take them on, isn't she? Exactly. And finally, everyone, it's Kate's birthday today. She turns 30, so happy birthday, Kate. It is. I know, and sadly I've woken up with a little bit of a sore throat. um, That's all right. A bit of red wine might get rid of it. That's life. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see if we can give that (laughs) a go. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Squeeze Today podcast. Thank you for reading the Squeeze Today email. If you do so every day this week, we've got $100 worth of, well, red wine if you choose <laughs> at Telemasters or whatever you prefer. Um, have a great Tuesday and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. Message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.